Hey, what's up, y'all? Alan Kenny, host of Blatant Homers and Podcast, part of Crimson Cream Machine on the SB Nation network of podcasts. We are up to week 12 in this year's edition of uh, Picks Trying Not to Suck, our weekly handicapping contest between myself and my brother, the Skinny. Got the Skinny on the other line, uh, ready to uh, talk lines for the upcoming week in college football. Let's welcome him on. Skin, what's up? Oh, not much. You know, it's a big week for me because I'm actually going to be in the desert. Uh out in vegas this weekend so i need i need to hit some winners yeah oh yeah absolutely are you going to uh, go to any tapings of like uh my guys in the desert with brent musburger or anything like that no no that is not uh not on the in the cards for this weekend Does you and lv have a home game <laughs> that w- it doesn't matter if they do that <laughs> okay. wouldn't be in the cards either nice nice so if you're okay so you're heading out to vegas and okay so uh, you know, presumably this is kind of like, uh, you know, with some friends, do you got, uh, you got any like, uh, hot spots on the docket? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Cause it, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, I'm not running the show, so I'm just kind of along for the ride. So we'll see where we end up, but it's going to be, you know, I, I've kind of decided no, no table games. I'm, I'm not in the card games. This is all sports book weekend. Not bad. Okay. Fair enough. Well, you you've heard you heard here first, Vegas. So uh, watch out. Skinny is going to be on the prowl. Yeah, right. Come and take your money. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, why don't we go ahead? Let's uh, review last week. Uh, first things first. Uh, we both actually went two and three. Uh, you were on Penn State minus six and a half. That was that was a loser. Vandy plus twenty six. No. Uh, Bama minus six and a half. No, Kansas State plus seven. That was uh, that was that hit. Iowa plus nine and a half. That hit. Um, I had Iowa minus. No, pardon me. I had uh, I had Tennessee at Pickham. That that was a winner. UCF was a straight up loser. I had them uh, laying sixteen and a half. Bama laying six and a half again. Like you, I, I lost there. TCU plus two. That was just. Ugh. So frustrating. Then uh, Western Kentucky plus one and a half. I uh, hit that one, and it signaled the end of uh, the Chad Morris era, era in, uh, in in Fayetteville. So uh, we'll we'll discuss that a little bit later because it's going to involve it's going to uh, affect one of my picks. I think this week. All right. So real quick before we get into this week's action, and we'll talk about OU at the end also. But we had a big big game last week, obviously between Bama and LSU. Um, you know, I, I it seems like uh, this was is one of those games where it's getting kind of chalked up as something that was just you know this uh, uh, you know epical event in college football. Uh, did you feel that way watching it? You know, not really. I mean, obviously, I think those are two of the you know top five teams in the country, in my opinion. Um, but it didn't. It just didn't have the feel quite of, of two two heavyweights going at it. And maybe that's just because LSU kind of jumped out to that lead, and then uh, you know I guess Bama did a nice job there with the, coming back in the end. But it, it just kind of felt like LSU, uh, you know, had control for most of the game. Yep, and it already starts the same old, same old talking about uh, you know who's you know why not just put Alabama in the top four and yeah, put them in the playoff yeah. again? You know, I mean, it's yeah, it's to be expected, I guess. But and uh, like my problem with that is like you you had your shot right at home, you know, against who's what's presumably going to be the one or the two team, right? Assuming yeah. LSU wins out, but mm. anyway, yeah, and, and you know. 
Alabama's resume doesn't have a whole lot to, to bolster it either. So yeah, not much meat on the bone there at this point, but we'll see. There's still still a little bit of time left to go, so we'll find out uh, more in the coming weeks here. So let's go ahead and uh, kick us off. Uh, you you got a one game lead on me at this point. At, at, uh, yeah, but you're hitting fifty five percent. So you know. Yeah. yeah. All right. All okay. Right. Then we'll all start it off, and I'm going to stick with the teams we were talking about. Uh, I'm looking at Bama going into Mississippi State. I think, um, you know, obviously Mississippi State, not a good team this year. I think Bama, you know, Saban will do a good job of kind of uh, circling the wagon, so to speak. And I think he's going to want to, he's going to need, knows he needs to go for style points. So 21 is a decent number, but, uh, you know, Bama with that offense, I think can cover it pretty easily. So I'll take Bama laying the three touchdowns in uh, Stark Vegas. Yeah, that's a no bet for me just because of the spot. But, uh, you know, your your argument makes sense. You just have to wonder if uh, Alabama is going to be, uh, be emotionally flat after that game last week. Um, I'm going to go with uh, another team that, uh, you know, actually played a pretty big game last week, Minnesota, uh, knocking off Penn State straight up last week. They're going to Iowa City to take on the uh, Iowa Hawkeyes this week, and they're actually getting three. I'm going to go the other way. I like Iowa here. Uh, you know, this is a great spot, I think, to catch Minnesota. That was the kind of game that uh, Minnesota put uh, clearly a ton into, along with PJ Fleck. Hard to get up two weeks in a row like that. There was there were some good breaks also last week for the Golden Gophers. I don't think they're going to get them this week in Iowa. I'm go, I've got the Hawkeyes, and I'll lay the three. Yeah, I like that as well for for the reasons you laid out. Mainly just because the you know the spot Minnesota's in. All right, uh, pick two. All right, and I I know I've sworn this off, but um, I'm looking at Navy going into South Bend. Um, I looked at this line where it opened up with like eleven. Uh, sorry, Navy getting eleven. It kind of surprised just because I don't know what Vegas is seeing, but I haven't seen a whole lot of Notre Dame lately. And then, boy, Navy always seems to give them uh, give them fits. It, you know, it's just it's one of those things where it's either like it's either going to be really close and Navy wins or 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 you know Notre Dame wins handily. It just it all depends on how teams handle that. Uh, you know the those service academy style of play, but. I just don't. This is kind of fading Notre Dame. Um, I'll take Navy getting nine and a half in South Bend. I think it's a really close game. Yeah, and interestingly, I think that that actually opened at like Navy plus eleven, and it did. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's thinned out some. So yeah, that's a that's a that's a uh, I don't know, man. That's a tough spot. Um, all right, my second pick: staying in the Hawkeye State. Uh, I've got the, the Cyclones of Iowa State. Uh, they put a scare into the Sooners last week. Texas is coming to town now, and uh, the Cyclones are a surprising six-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Um, you know, you could make the argument here that Iowa State might be uh, primed for a letdown after playing, you know, kind of a disappointing loss last week against OU, uh, taking, taking the Sooners to the wire. I think it's more just a sign that it's just a really, really good team that knows how to uh, move the ball and you know puts puts together good game plans, and you know it's going to be really cold in Iowa uh, in uh, Ames on Saturday, on Saturday night when these two teams play or whenever they play on Saturday. Like I think it's going to be in the 30s. That's not that does not favor Texas at all. 
I'm going to take uh, Iowa State laying the seven. I think they win po- possibly by double digits. Oof. Yeah, see, I think that line's about right, but but I hear you. I I, I think Iowa State uh, – I definitely think Iowa State wins that game. All right. What's your pick three? All right, I'm looking – again, I'm going back to kind of the – thinking about the Bama-LSU game. Uh, I'm looking at LSU – Going into Old Miss, uh, Old Miss is laying 21 at home, uh, and you know I think this is, and maybe I'm contradicting myself because I took Bama, but I think this is kind of a letdown spot for LSU potentially. Um, and Old Miss has been good to me this year, so I'm going to take Old Miss. Um, excuse me, they're not laying; they're, they're getting, getting tw- yeah. yeah, sorry, uh, getting three touchdowns at home. All right, yeah, another another opportunity there to kind of capitalize on the emotion. We'll see. Uh, I'm going to go back another weather bet. I'm betting on Mizzou plus seven at home hosting Florida again. You know, the high is going to be in the 40s on Saturday in uh, Columbia. That's the projection right now. Uh, when was the last time Florida played an outdoor game in weather like that? Uh, you know, I I like I like Mizzou here plus seven. Um you know, just strictly based on the weather. Yeah. I mean, that's funny. Like the putting Mizzou in the sec, is that like the furthest that the Florida ever travels to play? I mean, yeah, you know, they'll say at some point they'll be like, Oh, we're going to play Texas or something. I don't know. But I mean, you know, an outdoor game and that kind of weather that just doesn't happen for the Gators. Yeah. Well, it's interesting enough. You pick that. Cause I'm actually going the other way. Uh, yeah. Yep. I'm going to take Florida. Uh, minus seven. I, I, you know, I've kind of been down on Florida and doubting them. Um, granted, you know, last week wasn't exactly the best competition, but I, I actually think they're a little better than I thought. And I really am not high on Missouri. You know, I know they've lost three in a row. Um, so maybe they're right to, you know, maybe they're a little undervalued there, but, but I'm going to take Florida getting, despite the weather. All right. Well, let's look here. So, you know, oh, look at this. So, Missouri is 5 and 4 at the moment. They need that 6th win to get bowl eligible. Yeah, that's that's going to be interesting. They've got Tennessee down the stretch the way Tennessee's playing right now. I don't think that's a given. And of course, they got the Hogs there waiting uh for I believe that was a Black Friday game. Really Black Friday for uh old Chad Morris. Um, anyway, let's see here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well my next pick, speaking of which I'm going to take, uh, Washington state minus 10 and a half. They're hosting Stanford. Stanford's on the, uh, second Mm -hmm. half of back-to-back road games. Uh, It's, I realize this line is super thick, but Stanford's defense this year is so bad. Washington state is just going to keep throwing it all over the lot. Um, you know, and Washington State played so poorly against Cal a week ago that I would have to think that Leach has his team's attention. You know, one other thing to keep in mind, too, is that uh, speaking of the, that opening at Arkansas, Leach's name is going to come up there. It's already coming up around Florida State. Who knows if he wants it but uh, or if he could get it. But, you know, in situations like this, when a coach is, you know, potentially looking at a new job, you know they're gonna want to lay it lay it all out there for you know as as part of the uh, interview process so to speak. So I think Leach himself is motivated to kind of put put the hammer down on Stanford. So I'll take uh, the Cougars minus ten and a half. Yeah, I, I would do that as well. And I I think that it was I looked that was like a sixty two. I think I might I might take the over as well. But 
It's a, I know it's a big number, but yeah. I might take the over well, on yeah, that. When Washington State's involved, you always got to at least give it a look, you know? Yeah. All right, so you want me to my last one Yeah, your one last here? one, fifth. Uh, yeah, okay. I've got uh, Virginia Tech going to Georgia Tech. I mean, you kind of look at it and it kind of wrote off uh, Justin Fuente and the, the Hokies earlier in the season. They've actually been playing fairly well as of late. Um, five and a half is a little bit more than I would have liked, but I will take them laying five and a half going into Atlanta. Yeah, that was a, a, a big performance out of them last week, you know, especially after they had had that uh, crushing loss against Notre Dame. Ended up turning around, though. That's been, yeah, you know, I mean, Fuente was, uh, you know, all but out the door, apparently, and now I, I don't see how you, you get rid of him at this point, so. Um, Agreed. All right, my last one, I'm going back to the well team that I've uh, been riding a lot this year. I like Tulane, minus three and a half. Uh, they're going on the road to temple the uh, thing here though is that tulane was off last week temple i realized they, they did get a win over usf but that usf team is barely i mean it, it's got to be curtains for charlie strong they're just <laughs> having watched that I mean, that was awful. that and that was such a pathetic performance and the fact that temple actually only won by 10 points uh to me is definitely is actually kind of concerning more about the owls than anything else. So, uh, you know, I like, I like the idea of Willie Fritz. He's another guy auditioning for potentially bigger opportunities. So keep an eye on that. Uh, I like Tulane to, uh, come out here and, and win pretty handily against the owls. So I'll take the I'll lay the three and a half though. All right. Okay. So I guess we got to talk now about the Sooners first off, um, man, tail of two halves against Iowa state, huh? Yeah, it really was. And, and I have to say that, you know, I, I had a, uh, you know, kind of uh, family event to attend. So I actually, of course, they finally get a night game and, and I'm not able to watch it. But, you know, I'm following on my phone. Um, so I, I kind of had the benefit of, of rewatching it, knowing what happened. Um, and it takes a little bit of the emotion out of it. And, you know, I guess to me, I, I come away with a few things. I mean, I, is this a playoff team? No. Um, I, I think the reality is this is this is probably a top ten team, you know. Hopefully, Big Twelve ch- championship and, and Sugar Bowl type ceiling. I think, um, you know. But but beyond that, I mean, it's it's um, you know. I, I just think you know it kind of gets back to playing some of that complimentary football that they just don't seem to be able to do. And then I think the other thing is is. Um, you know, Matt Campbell, he's a good coach. He's going to make life tough on you, and um, he certainly did uh, Saturday night. Yeah, this reminded me a lot of those games that OU's played in the past against, like, West Virginia when Dana Holgerson was there, where OU would get out, would race out to a big lead, and then, you know, they kind of just play not to get burned over the top, it felt like, and concede a lot of uh, territory on the ground and, you know, they were willing to kind of, you know, give up those long kind of sustained drives in the second half. Um, you know, you look at it, for example, the, I think the first uh, Iowa State drive took five minutes. So, you know, you you start adding that up and, you know, assuming your offense just gets one touchdown, that puts them, you know, if they go back up three scores, that's puts them up in a pretty big hole. But, 
uh, you know, the issue really came down to, oh, you started turning it over so much, uh, you know, putting uh, Iowa State uh-huh. also in really uh, strong field position. I felt like uh, that, you know, it's still kind of, uh, I mean, Riley's still so young. You feel like, it feels like he's still kind of learning on the job. Uh, and that was such a conservative kind of approach, I think, to the second half that, it's just one of those things I, I, you know, I don't know if that's just a lesson learned or if that's just the way it's going to be with them. Uh, so, you know, I, but yeah, you're right. This team obviously has some, uh, some issues, uh, you know, will it, it still could end up making the playoff. Uh, you know, I don't have a lot of hope that, uh, this team could beat say Alabama or LSU, but you know, that it's still, uh, it's still certainly in play. Yeah, no, no doubt it is. And, um, you know, I, I again, I, I think going back and watching it, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, you, you're really kind of a, oh, he's really, for the most part, uh, three, three, two, three touchdowns ahead for most of that game, well in control. And, you know, as much as, uh, boy, the, the tackling and some of the issues in the secondary just, just kill you, um, you know, the, Yardage-wise, it wasn't terrible there for for three and a half quarters. Uh, yeah, but, but yeah, and stuff like the 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 safeties falling down, you know, in coverage and guys want running wide open. I mean, just hey. Anyway, uh, this is arguably the game of the year in the Big Twelve at this point. Uh, Sooners are traveling to Waco for a primetime game with Baylor on Saturday night. Uh, Oklahoma's actually a nine-point favorite here. Uh, you know, so despite all the uh, concern over OU's defense collapsing last week, uh, Vegas still likes the Sooners. I don't know. I mean, looking at this matchup, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, again, you know, kind of same thing. And we, I think we've talked about this before with the Big Twelve and, and the coat, the the roster of coaches now. But you know, Matt Rule's a good coach. Uh, you know, Baylor's going to play tough. I think he's going to look at a lot of what Kleiman's done. What what. Uh, Campbell has done. Um, I don't know that he has the same personnel, at least yeah. offensively, to kind of be able to match some of that. Um, but still, uh, you know, I, I, it'll be a tough game. I, I, you know, if I was looking at with the the spread, I, I think I would take Baylor and the points. I, I don't. I, I'm trying to figure out if it says more about what they still, Vegas thinks about OU or Baylor, or just kind of maybe a little bit of a combination of both. Yeah. I look at this one and, you know, I think that, uh, you know, Baylor's defense is actually pretty underrated. Uh, it's been a pretty solid unit all year. Um, you know, and that's kind of been uh, Matt Rule's colleague guard. But, you know, looking at uh, first, first of all, I don't think Charlie Brewer's right. You know, I mean, watching him on Saturday against TCU, he looked like he was really laboring. The ball just doesn't have any snap on it coming out of his hand. So, you know, that's a that's an issue. They haven't protected all that well. Uh, you know, watching them, for example, against West Virginia uh, two games ago, they, I mean, West Virginia was, was all over them in the backfield. That plays into Oklahoma, what Oklahoma, you know, is kind of the strength of that defense there with that rush up front. And, you know, there there'll be no kind of issues with uh I, I can't i can't envision like some kind of game management thing here you know kind of turning into a problem um I, i'm not as concerned about uh 
you know, the running aspects here of this team. I mean, you know, Iowa State had some, had some, I think, feel like better backs. And I think Purdy's a better runner than Brewer, personally. Uh-huh. So I'm looking at this, and I, I kind of think OU's going to cruise. Uh, I mean, I realize, you know, after the last two weeks, that easier said, you know, that's, that, that's taking a lot for granted. But I'd be willing to bet on the Sooners to, to, uh, to cover here and uh, get a big double-digit win. Yeah, I mean, you raise a good point. It, 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 it's funny how things change. I mean, if OU comes out of that, let's say, and in in the final score is forty-two to twenty-eight, um, you know, are we are we looking at this totally differently? I mean, do we feel completely different about this team? They're like, well, you know, they played a good Iowa State team and and you know hit hit the spread right on the number, and you know, you move on, right? Um, so. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I'm not quite as negative as what I think the, the general fan take was. Um, but I still think you kind of have to come to grips with reality with, with kind of what this team is. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Well, it sounds like you like Baylor here. I would like Oklahoma if we were going to play it. Uh, not an official pick. Our official picks this week, uh, my, my card was Iowa minus three, Iowa State minus six and a half, Mizzou plus seven. Wazoo minus ten and a half, and uh, the Tulane Green Wave minus three and a half. Skinny likes Bama minus twenty one. Navy plus nine and a half. Ole Miss plus twenty one. He's going the opposite way on Florida Mizzou with uh, Florida Lane seven, and he's giving the five and a half with Virginia Tech. Well, all right, Skinny. Best of luck. You're gonna need it, man. You're gonna if you're gonna be out in uh, Sin City. I hear you, man. I'm gonna have to call up. Uh... You know some of some of our experts out there to uh, get some tips. Yeah, well, you know, I'm sure that they're anxiously awaiting your arrival, or maybe not so much. You know, we'll see. <laughs> right. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks a lot to the skinny uh, for joining us this week for this edition of Picks Trying Not to Suck, and thanks to you all for joining us too. Wherever you get your podcast, please make sure to rate, review, subscribe. Uh, you know, give us some love out there for the Blaine Homers and Podcast. I'm Alan Kenny. Take it easy. <laughs>